Hey, hey, come catch this wave with the fix squad. The fix is in. I'm Mr. Soul. I'm tuning in. What you doing? Got him. Real hip hop revealed that a fix. Pure, you can feel it in the mix. Finally, stop pushing the culture forward. This is it. Proceed at your own risk. Got him. Beats, balls, and life. Giving them truth in it. Screaming revolution when only a few minutes. My sentiments is acting. Everything that we do cut. Another reason to turn the volume up. Sheesh. Know what we said, dawn. Solid ground when we land. Say it's no use. The culture was out of hand. But now that I reach, we gotta stick to the plan. Dark days with the sunshine. Any good news, I'm proof that it's living. Yeah. Revolving the art to shock. Oh, where to keep it a beast on the block. Don't miss it. Welcome to the city. Stand up. James left, but the king still reigns here. No tears, no love lost, no rain here. Delivers, I promise, Santa reindeer. Love, love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment, faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind, cause it matters. Art, art outside the box, we paint better. The fix is in, and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they speak, so tell me whose face do they see? Repeat. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they seek, so tell me whose face do they seek? Yes, sir. You're now tuned into the fix. Your source for faith infused hip hop, RB, and poetry. It's your boy DJ Focus checking in. Hey, and it's your girl Dice Gamble checking in. Wake up, wake up. Y'all know what time it is. Yeah, Holy Culture Radio on these airways. One more again, Dice. We're blessed to uh, just be able to get the opportunity to do this each and every morning. We appreciate y'all waking up with us every morning. Um, we, we know uh, we don't take it for, for granted. Um, you know, people just you know tuning in. We, we, we appreciate everybody who likes listening to the fix, you know, whether it be the content um, we talk about in our real talk conversations, the spiritual detox mm-hmm. interviews, or just us just cutting up. You know, me, you know, Dice and I are gonna cut up a little bit every now and then, and, yeah. you know, share some stories and you know, make sure we get you back to that Bible. Let's be very clear at the end of the day. Um, we really want you guys to continue to develop a, a great, authentic relationship with God for yourself, prayer life, um, um, ministry life, too, as well. When you talk about serving, not only serving the church, but also serving your community, serving your family. Um, we want you guys to get better with your mental health. We all struggle with in some form or fashion with some type of mental health illness. I know a lot of people think, no, that ain't true. Yeah, no, you you got something. You got something. Your mouth slick. Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you, every now and then you might feel depressed or, you know, something. We all struggle in some form or fashion. So that's why we speak so, uh, you know, passionate about, you know, making sure people understand mental health is important. Um, your spirit man is important too as well when you talk about spiritual warfare and all the spirits that we constantly fighting each and every day so yeah you, this is this is what you get when you got you know you listen to the fix so we appreciate you guys we thank you guys for waking up with us uh on this tuesday and uh dice um we have another fun pack show um i think this real talk conversation gonna be interesting today what you what you think i'd be <laughs> i always laugh because i already i already know where, where a lot of the conversation is going with me and dice so that's why i always laugh like what, what you think <laughs> <laughs> no I, well like i i think i say it every week or we say it every week it's a good one it's a good conversation to have this is going to be um it's going to be tough for some people to hear it uh, because there is a culture that exists, especially in a particular, you know, race where it's like you're applauded for how well you can just be disrespectful at the mouth. So, <laughs> you know, it's going to be tough for some people to hear, but, um, you know, we're going to talk about that respect today, you know, and just, uh, how you talk to others, you know, and the importance of, uh, 
what you're saying to others. You know, and we all know the power of life and death is in the tongue. So um, this is going to be a life-giving conversation on this Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, 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 I agree. I mean? uh, you know, I'm just saying, I mean, I, I'm trying to tiptoe around it. Since it's Tiptoe Tuesday, you know, without giving it all away. But um, yeah, this, is, this is definitely... It's, it's a hard one for me because there's so much fun and just being free at the mouth. But sometimes you do need to think about what you're saying, you know, how you're saying it and where you're saying it, you know, when you're saying it and why, why. <laughs> We're going to talk about it today. It's going to be fun. Gonna yeah, be it's going to be, it's going to be real good. And um, that, you, you're absolutely right. Sometimes you do have to check yourself because it is, I don't know. I don't want to say freedom in it, but it's like, yeah, sometimes you just want to say what you want to say. You don't want no rules behind it. You don't want. I, I know it was disrespectful. I said it on purpose. That's why I said it. To disrespect you, but we know that's not. We know that's not Christ. Let's be very clear. That that's that's all flesh uh, when you speak like that. So we know uh, it, it needs to be a balance. So yes, we're going to talk yeah. about it. Uh, we had the opportunity to as well to sit down um, with a super talented, like I say, up and coming artist um, mm-hmm. in the urban gospel, um, almost like R and B space. Um, John Heath Jr. Um, if you have not heard his latest single, it's called Holy. Oh my goodness. And when I right. say this is a, a, a Mary, this is a Kingdom Mary folk, uh, 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 anthem, I feel yeah. like this one right here, you know, uh, I, I was like, Ooh, I could put this in with Tony, 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 and Joe to see a little bit. Like, you can just That's slide right. that little record in there. Yeah, You'd be like, Nobody ever know. Huh? Nobody ever knows. So like, I appreciate, um, and I know some people are against it, but I don't care. I listen, we need clean music. But also that has a spirit over it that speaks to marriage and yeah. understanding that marriage is not supposed to be dull. And let's mm-hmm. be very clear when you talk about love making and marriage. Yeah, I'm going to say it. Love making yeah. and marriage needs to be talked about more. Right. Um, I don't know why y'all ain't y'all, y'all doing all that fighting. And y'all, you listen, y'all supposed to be making up. Lord mm-hmm. help me, just fight and make up. So I don't know. Make so yeah, when I heard this track, Dice, I was like, yeah, this is it. This this thing right here, a banger. Reached yeah. out to him, and, and brother has a powerful testimony. So you definitely want to keep it locked for that. Um, so there, let's get into it. Uh, of course, you know our mission statement is to expose the culture to positive but relevant music that keeps Jesus Christ at the center of the message. Um, we have music on the way. Yes, we got new Lecrae on the way. Um, we also have, yep, we got uh, Caleb Gordon on the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's get some of that uh, Jordan Armstrong and uh, Eric Campbell right now with that call. Keep it locked. You tuned into The Fix. And The Fix is in. New videos, music, articles, devos, and more. Stay connected. Get the app now so you don't miss a thing. Visit holyculture.net. Yep, DJ Focus. You tap back into the fix right here on Holy Culture Radio. And it's time for our spiritual detox. And uh, yeah, listen, y'all in for a treat today. Um, you know, I'm be honest with you guys. Um, I was not familiar with this super talented uh, artist. Uh, he's a motivational speaker too as well. Um, but just, uh, you know, I came across his artistry. It just was on, you know, Instagram always puts suggested uh, people you should follow. And he came across my timeline and uh, he got a track out right now called Holy. I, I think I was in the middle of the night. I had to I had to give my wife a little elbow like, get up, listen to this, <laughs> listen to this. And uh, when I tell you this track is amazing, it is very much amazing. Um, everybody who knows us know we talk about kingdom marriages on this show all the time we, we we talk about what's missing in the marriage and how we can keep that thing spicy and when i tell you uh he has a track out right now 
Um, I would argue, um, you know, we talk about Ariel Fitzpatrick. She just dropped God Love. Uh, Angie Rose has a song called Yahweh that I would argue to as well would be all in these mix of being able to have uh, something that's transparent, something that speaks to ministry, but also talks about, uh, you know, relationships. And this track right here, Holy, he has out right now is amazing. So listen, without further ado, help me welcome in my brother, John yeah, yeah. Jr. What's going on, bro? What's good, man? I'm doing good, man. You doing okay? Bless. I am yeah. blessed. Uh, appreciate you coming on and rocking with us. Um, That's what's up. We got a lot to talk about a little time, so I'm going to get to it. So first, yeah. um, you know, I went back and, I, you know, I started listening to some more of your music outside of Holy. Holy is my first introduction to you. But then mm-hmm. I went back and you, uh, you know, during the pandemic, you put a song out called All Right. And mm-hmm. it spoke about a little bit of everything, you know, the untimely um, unfortunate death of uh, Kobe Bryant, his daughter mm-hmm. and everybody that passed away in that coronavirus. Um, just everything that was going on with businesses and everything shutting down the George Floyd situation. Um, one thing I want to ask, you know, you know, definitely fire track. All right. It's a fire track too as well. What do you think this pandemic has taught you? Like, I know we're pretty much coming out the back end of it, but what did you personally learn from this pandemic? You know, for me, you know, I personally learned how to, how to hear God, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think the whole thing was, was orchestrated. Everybody kind of has their whole, you know, uh, ideas around what the pandemic was. But for me, it really was a moment for me to slow down in my life and to hear God, you know what I'm saying? And to to hear what God was trying to do and what he was trying to say to his children. I, I remember when, when it first happened, you know, the Holy Spirit showed me that this is going to be a huge opportunity that, that unfortunately a lot of people are going to miss because they're, they're, they're not going to slow down to hear what God is saying uh, for the earth and for the kingdom really and for, for their life. And I think that for me, that's what that was. It was just for me to hear him and get direction in terms of, you know, where he wanted me to go in my life for sure. Yeah, I agree with you too as well. That, that that's that's funny because God showed us showed me that too as well. Just mm-hmm. one uh, spending more time with him. He showed yeah. me um, he needed more relationship out of me. And yeah. spending that devotional and that meditation time and making sure I'm hearing clearly from him before I just bust these moves. Cause I was, yeah. I was so busy of just doing, doing, doing. He like, no, no, wait a minute. You don't have to take everything. Yeah. <laughs> your yes yeah. is valuable. That's something he showed me. God showed me during the pandemic. Your yes is valuable. Yeah. Understand when you say yes, you commit to something, you give your time, your energy, your talent, your treasure to something. So mm-hmm. make sure when you say yes, uh, you, I, I'm on it. Mm-hmm. You, want, you want my favor on it. So I, yeah. I, I appreciate you sharing that. You know, um, unfortunately, the the other thing that this pandemic showed us, a lot of kingdom marriages crumbled for whatever yeah. reason. The pandemic happened in 2020. Um, a lot of people, unfortunately, because of the pandemic, a lot of people uh, were laid off. Businesses were shut down. So you finally had spouses, I guess. This was their first time being home together. I don't know. Yeah. I've been with my wife for 29 years, 28 years. He now, yeah. um, if God say so, we'll celebrate 23 years of marriage. So I'm used to Thank being God. around my wife. I didn't, I didn't know uh, this would be an issue, but we saw a lot of kingdom marriages crumble. Why yeah. do you think so many of them crumble? Well, you know, the, the truth is that most people spend 65% of their time at work. You know what I'm saying? So like when you were having to be at home, I think that to to your point, we joke about it all the time. Me and my wife joke about it, but people really got to spend time with each other and they started to see like, ah, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if I, if, if I'm, if I'm rocking with this person that I did not know, know existed, you know what I'm saying? And I think that's where when you start to spend that that true time with your with your with your wife or your husband, you start to find out like 
do you really love this person for who they really are? And, and, and some things might get exposed. And if you're if you don't have a strong foundation, it's going to be tough to work through that. Why do you think so many people, you know, struggle with not only the foundation and, and I'm not just talking about marital relationships. I'm talking about relationships, period. You, you, I saw one of your posts and, and you were very intentional. And I love that you brought this up because we talk about kingdom advancement mm-hmm. all the time on the show. The difference between kingdom church and everything that looks that way. But so, so for those who may have not heard the post, can you talk about uh, how you broke down the difference between being kingdom minded and everything else that goes into go, just going to church and just going through the motions? Yeah. So, you know, the Holy Spirit, man, he's he's really been on me lately about kingdom, you know what I'm saying? And about what that really means and, and, and just kind of showing me through my life what that looks like. And he showed me even in stages in my life, there was a time where I was a, what, what, I, what he showed me as like a church goer. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I went to church. I was involved in church at the highest level. You know, I'm right up under the pastor trying to trying to improve that. I'm hey, I'm, I'm here and I'm in the church. You know what I'm saying? But when I left the church, you know, um, I was I was carnal, man. I was thinking like the world. I was acting like the world. It was almost as if the church was just something that once I'm inside that building, then now I'm, I'm holy. But when I'm out. I'm just like everybody else, you know what I'm saying? And then there was a period where he showed me like I was a believer, like I believed in God. I believed that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins. But my fruits, man, my fruits weren't really showing. I didn't have peace. I didn't have joy. I didn't have happiness. My marriage, to your point, was just rocky. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like there was no um, um, remnants of God in my life, even though I was a believer, because, you know, the devil's a believer, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, I was a believer, but I wasn't really seeing God move in my life. And and to be honest, man, I, I had got to a point where I was so frustrated, like, why am I not seeing God? Why am I seeing people that have been serving God for years, but they don't see him move? You know what I'm saying? They don't see him moving in their life. And then he showed me it's because the third facet of us is the kingdom people. And the kingdom people are the people that they serve God, man. Like they they walk with God every day. Just today, the Holy Spirit reminded me, like you do realize of all the things you got going on, you've been talking to me all day. Like you've been walking with me all day. What do I do next? Where should I go next? Like that type of stuff. Like the kingdom people, Jesus said that the kingdom is at hand. You feel me? And, and the reality of it is it is at hand, meaning it's now, it's right now. We're doing kingdom business right now. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't have to wait to get to heaven to live in the kingdom, but you have to, you have to walk in a certain holiness in order to be in the kingdom. You know what I'm saying? And that's what the Holy Spirit showed me that changed my life, that you can pray all day long. You can you can go to church every single day, twice on Sundays. But if you're not holy, if you're not walking in holiness, you you are not walking in the kingdom. You know what I'm saying? You're not walking in the kingdom. And I'm, I'm not talking about like slipping up or anything like that. I'm talking about in your heart. Like you, you want to serve God. You want to turn away from sin. You want to, you want to please God through the desires of your heart. That's kingdom. You know what I'm saying? So I think that we all walk through these different facets with our relationship with God. But once we get to a place of understanding sonship and connection with God, then that's when we understand that we can enter into the kingdom now based on our connection and our relationship with God. It's okay to hit this cash app too as well. Uh, at dollar sign John Heath Jr. Uh, <laughs> pass the collection plate because he's preaching this morning. I appreciate yeah. you uh, sharing that. You know, I, I would argue that a lot of uh, believers, like you say, the struggle of submission. I, I, I would argue that Holy Spirit speaks to a lot of us. Uh, give us the revel- gives us the revelation 
but we don't submit to it. Why do you think yeah. so many people struggle with the submission part? It's funny you say that because we was just talking about it. Me and my me and my guy was just talking about this yesterday. It's because we've been deceived, bro. We say I, I see a lot of people that respond to that post. They say, "Man, it's hard." You know, it's 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 hard out here. But the reality of it is, this is something that is so true. Walking with God is not hard. The decision is what's hard. You know what I'm saying? Like. And and we, we we're blinded by that. If you notice, a lot of people don't talk about that decision. You you gotta make a decision. The Bible says, "Choose ye this day." You feel me? Like you gotta make a decision and say, "You know what? I, I'm gonna decide to go with God." You know what I'm saying? There was a time in my life where I was, um, I was uh, a heavy smoker. You know what I'm saying? Smoking cigarettes every single day, two packs a day, and I was praying every day, "God, please take these cigarettes away from me. Please take the cigarettes from me for years." And he never took it away. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking like, I guess I'll just go and wait till he takes it away. One day he showed me, you have to make the decision, bro. Like, like you have to make the decision to say, I'm going to choose holiness in my body, right? Because the Bible tells us that our body is a temple and we can worship God in holiness in our temple. You know what I'm saying? You have to choose that I'm going to walk in holiness in my body over the desire to smoke this cigarette. And the crazy thing about it is when I did that, everything changed for me, man. Like everything I started realizing, it's not God. We waiting on God. That's the lie. The devil tells us that lie. Wait on God. He's going he's gonna to remove those things from you. You're going to be waiting your entire life until you decide that I'm not going to do this no more because I choose to serve God over whatever this thing is that I'm dealing with. You feel me? No, I do. And, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm grateful you shared that because I struggled with smoking weed for years. Mm-hmm. And, and to your point. God showed me the same thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He showed me that until you submit and you change for yourself, it, yeah, you got to give me something to work with. God, God always told me, He's like, all right, yeah, absolutely. I've, I really already already released it. I'm waiting on you, that's you to good. catch up. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so that's a real thing, thing on that. Just real quick, like because the Holy Spirit showed me this. Um, it's crazy that we, we're 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 aligned on this, but He showed me like Jesus died on the cross for all of that already. You know what I'm saying? He's not dying on the cross. Like, he died. And to your point, like, until you decide, man, you're going to still be lusting. You're going to still be sinning. You're going to still be doing all these things. And and you got to make that decision for yourself. For real. Give us the backstory, the the, the quick backstory of how you develop your own personal relationship with Christ. Crazy thing, man. So, I, you know, typical story. Grew up in the church my whole life. Been in the church my whole life. But um, I was I was. I was out there, man. I was, you know, um, in the streets real bad, real tough. Um, and I, but I was still going to church, you know what I'm saying? Doing that, doing that thing until I got out of my mom and dad's house. Then I was kind of like doing this whole back and forth thing. And, uh, that was that, you know, I was again, a church goer, you know, at the time, but I'm smashing every chick that comes by, you know, I'm doing all these worldly things, you know what I'm saying? But I'm going to church, um, until again, going to the pandemic, man, the pandemic happened. And God told me, um, a long story short, man, like I was, I was, I was in the corporate world. Um, I was working in the corporate world. I was, I was making corporate money. You know what I'm saying? And God told me to leave. He said, I want you to leave and I want you to, um, pursue your music. You know what I'm saying? At the time I'm doing like R and B music, you know, just regular R and B. And this guy told me, I said, you know, okay, long story. I, I, I ended up leaving my job. And following God, man. And and that step of faith started this relationship with God. You know what I'm saying? Because I had got to the point where I said, 
I'm tired of like going to church and, and just kind of living this life of I go to church, but I don't know God. I don't really feel him moving in my life. We always struggle. You hear it all the time. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. God is good. I'm going through some things, but God is good. Like, nah, man. Like I got to the point where I said either God is real or he's not real. You know what I'm saying? And, and at that point he, he told me, leave your job. After a long hustle, I left and I, and I, I started following him, man. And, and ever since then he's been showing me daily. Here's the relationship. It's faith. The Bible says we can't, we can't please God without faith. You know what I'm saying? And he showed me not through a church, not through, you know, me be, being on some, you know, church board or whatever the case may be. He showed me through acts, the acts of faith. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you want to have a relationship with me, if you want to bypass this religion and all these other things you've been taught, you got to have faith. You know what I'm saying? And it was the faith that changed everything for me. You feel me? Like, it was the faith that showed me that God was real, man. And, 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 and it was because of that movie. I'm even talking to you today, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like because of the faith. So it's a long story, long, long way to say it. But the fact is, it's like, I, I stepped out on faith and I started following God. And, and ever since then, he's just been changing my life in relationship with him and, and weaning me off of religion and all the things that I've been taught. I'm talking about almost everything I've been taught about him. He's changed in the past year. And teaching me something new and, and teaching me about him and about the King Jesus. Um, so that's it, man. Listen, DJ Focus, you tapped into the fix right here on Holy Culture Radio, Sirius XM. We got to go to a quick break. I promise you, don't touch that dial. We're coming back with more from John Heath Jr. Keep it locked. You tuned into the fix. You know the fix is in. Yep, DJ Focus. You tap back into the fix right here on Holy Culture Radio. Uh, we still got the super talented uh, motivational speaker, artist, John Heath Jr. on the line with us. And listen, uh, let's talk about it, man. You said so many, you dropped so many gems. Uh, I, let's talk about the music for a little bit. First, who were some of your musical inspirations growing up uh, who kind of inspired you to even get into your music? Well, you know, the, the first is my dad, man. My dad, um, he's he's a he's 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 a singer and he's kind of, you know, what I, we, we call him an old school singer, kind of like a Sam Cooke type of vibe. You know, what I'm saying he had us on um, that old school gospel, like the Williams Brothers and things like that since we was coming up, man. And so we you know, it's kind of been bred in me through him. So I would say he's been my number one inspiration. And then from a just overall sound perspective, like. I think about artists like Jodeci, you know what I'm saying? Their sound from an R&B standpoint um, that really moved me. And then just like some of the old school stuff. I, I'm a real big fan of, of things that people wouldn't wouldn't know. But like like Billy Joel, <laughs> for example, mm -hmm. is someone that's a, a, a influencer of mine. So, yeah, it just it's kind of a, a broad scope for sure. Listen, you brought up that Jodeci. That's my uh, favorite group of all yeah, time. For uh, sure. I, absolutely. I, I, I would always argue everybody uh, get mad at me. I say 90s R&B and 90s hip hop was the best era of music. Oh, yeah. Because no <laughs> it, it. it was my era. So it is yeah. what it is. <laughs> yeah. No doubt about it. <laughs> so, so no, you know, you, 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 when, when was that one moment, though, even though you were inspired from your dad? When when was that one moment where you knew, okay, no, I could really do this? Because it's one thing, absolutely, if your parents or, you know, you're influenced by somebody. But when did you know you had that specific gift like, no, I could really do this on a professional level for real? Yeah, I remember, man, um, coming up, we had a, uh, I had a, a boy R&B group, you know what I'm saying? A male R&B group. And I remember I used to write all the songs. I used to produce all the beats, but I would be in the background. You know what I'm saying? And I would be in the background kind of because I was like, you know, I, I, I ain't no singer. I, you know, I don't do all that. 
but I was in the background, you know, I, you know, and and uh, we were singing for this guy. He's my manager now, but we were singing for him, and this was probably twenty years ago, man. But he, we were singing, and he was listening, and then he just he pulled me and said, "Come to the front." He told me to come to the front and told me to sing. You know what I'm saying? And 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 from that moment on, I realized like, man, I have a unique sound. I have a different kind of style about me. Um, and that kind of showed me, you know, hey, I, I can I can do this and I have the gift to do it. And I've just kind of been moving forward ever since then. Man. So for someone who never heard you uh, kind of describe your uh, the, the music that you like your style, that the musical style that you try to create when you go into the studio. Yeah, I try to create like a vibe, but it, I, I know that sounds very broad, but I try to create like uh, we call it the groove from where I'm from. But just like, you know, um, you think just think Jodeci and old school mixing a bag and, 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 and coming out with some some minor type harmonics, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying with a good groove like that's that's me really just a good a good bounce, a good vibe. What's the message you want to give to your listeners, though, when you, uh, you know, create like, you know, what are, are you more ministry driven? Are you a balance of, you know, giving, um, you know, life application with the ministry? Yeah, everything you hear from me is going to be kingdom. You know what I'm saying? Everything you hear from me is going to be if it's not representing God that I'm not doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, so for me, my wife was even asking, like, would you ever write, you know, for a secular artist or something like that? And the answer would be no, because it's not about the music for me. You know what I'm saying? It's about mm. it's about the, the the mission, if you will. You know what I'm saying? It's about the assignment. You know what I'm saying? I know I mentioned earlier that, you know, I left my work for my job for, for music. I left for R&B. You know what I'm saying? And my manager now at the time, he told me. If God told you to leave, I think he would be telling you to leave to do his work. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I got into gospel R&B. But I wanted to pray first before I did it. Like, God, is this what you really want me to do? Obviously, it was. Um, but for me, it's about the kingdom, man. It's not about the music and making a good hit record. It's about people hearing it and saying, wow, um, the kingdom is real and I can follow God and I can have a relationship with God based off of this music. You know what I'm saying? That I'm hearing. So it's about the kingdom for me straight up. Would you be willing to, uh, you know, it, so you know, I, I hear you say, you know, absolutely, you kingdom driven. You're going to make sure you hear from God. If God was to reveal to you that he wanted you to work with a, a, a regular R&B mainstream artist and do some type of gospel project, would you be would you be open to that to build that relationship to see yeah. where what God would do with that? You know what? If he, if he said it, he would have to show me, man, like, you know, it, it would have to be um, would have to be seen. I, I would tell you, because here's the thing. Um, I don't want my I don't want to be associated with just doing gospel music. You feel me? Like, and I'm saying like, okay, because I got a whole this whole disc right here full of R and B songs that are slappers. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not gonna put them out because they don't represent gospel music. They don't represent God. And I'm not trying to be religious. I'm just trying to be real. Like, I don't want to be recognized as oh, that's a gospel artist. But let's slide them on this R and B track real quick because at the end of the day. It's about God, man, for me. And I know I don't want to sound cliche in terms of like sounding super like religious or whatnot, but it's just about the kingdom for me, man. Like it's about the message of God. When people hear me, when people see me, I want them to see Christ. I, and that's it. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. He would have to show me, man. It would have to be real, man. He would have to show me that that's what he wants me to do. Because the worst thing that could happen is I could do this record with this artist and then that same artist puts out a record talking about hoes and this and that and and i'm associated with that you feel me and it's like nah man i ain't with it you know what i'm saying 
That's powerful. Um, speak a little bit about, uh, and you just you hit on it a little bit, but I, I want you to unpack it a little bit more. The importance of your witness, because when I hear you say that, uh, I'm thinking, yes, you don't want to taint the importance of your witness, your brand that you're building that God has given you. Speak a little bit about the importance yeah. of your witness speaking for itself. It's the important. It's, it's the importance of the light, man. You know what I'm saying? Because here's the thing, bro. Like at the end of the day people are always watching us and the and the crazy thing is the world is watching us the most you know what i'm saying the world is watching nice. like mm, let me see you know i do want to try to i, I, I want to try god but let me see what they doing what what they talking about if you see me um doing gospel music but at the same time you see me you know some tabloids or something like that of me over here with this girl and this chick and this lady and i'm doing all these crazy things in the world it's like hmm told you God ain't real. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, so, so, so that's why before I even jumped into this, I had to pray about it. Like, God, am I ready for this? Am I even wanting to do something that is going to represent God? Because it's really not the, the, the matter of your life. It's the matter of people seeing God and us representing that. And we, and he already has, I would say, uh, like this kind of, kind of churchy religious, you know, uh, a, a perspective that the world has on him. So when they see true sons of God, when they see true men and women of God, they can say, wow, I want to follow that God because that God did change their life for real. You know what I'm saying? This ain't some like churchy. That's why I said I don't want to be known as a, he just a, he's a gospel artist, like like a part of some genre. It's like, no, he's a man of God. You know what I'm saying? And his tool is music. You feel me? So the light, man, it's important because you're representing God. You're, you're representing Jesus Christ. You're representing the kingdom. So it's super important. What's your, I definitely got to ask this, ask you this because man, you, you we we are so in line and how we think and how we how we move. I will, what's your thoughts on? Unfortunately, we know when politics when when the presidential run comes up, we always have the church divided. Mm-hmm. And I always argue. I thought we were kingdom first. Like if we're yeah, followers of Jesus Christ, yeah. I thought we were kingdom first. And I thought we were supposed to show each other love first. We we can have uh, the different um, uh, um, parties that we might want to vote for, but yeah. there should be love in accepting. Okay. You know, he picked or she picked that party for whatever reason. That's fine. Maybe we agree to disagree, but why do you think it's so much like going at each other when it, when it, when, you know, when it's political time? Amongst the church, I'm talking about church members. Yeah, to your point, bro. Here's the deal: it's 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 a distraction tactic. You know what I'm saying? It's a distraction tactic from the enemy because here's the thing: we can't be driving the kingdom if we're separated. If we're talking about what political party this and that and what they're saying, and we're and now we're divided, we're not talking about kingdom. And the devil's like, cool. If y'all ain't, as long as y'all ain't talking about the kingdom, then then I don't. You know, I'm gonna bring all this division any kind of way I can. It could be political. It could be racial. It could be whatever. I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna bring distractions to y'all so you don't talk about the kingdom. Because as long as you don't talk about the kingdom, I'm winning. And that's exactly what it is, bro. It's just distractions to keep us from talking kingdom. You know what I'm saying? Straight up. Talk about this music, man. Talk about this new uh, this new single. Your latest single you got out, Holy. Yeah. The inspiration behind it and everything. The inspiration, man, is that Holy is the first record uh, that I that I that I put out from this faith walk. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I've been I've been walking with God now, like w- literally walking with Him um, for for a year and a half now since He told me to leave my job. And Holy is the first record out of it, so I'm super excited about it, man, because it literally I made that song, man, in five minutes, bro. 
Mm. Um, I, I literally got out. I was on a, I was on a flight. I came home and I just went to the studio and I'm working like I normally do. And I just started singing this 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 tune. Holy looks good on you. You know what I'm saying? And I started putting it down and I just put it away. After the song was done, I thought it was scratch. You know, I thought it was like just scratch vocals and idea. And my wife came in probably six months after that, bro. And she heard, she was hearing all these records I was doing. She's like, ah, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. I was like, well, let me just play you this idea that I had. And I played the record for her, man. And she was like, she started crying. <laughs> and she said, why, why isn't this out? I said, oh, no, that's just scratch. It ain't done yet. You know, I'm, I'm still working on it. I got I to get in the studio and re-record it and all this other stuff. And she said, you need to put this out right now. And I, I, I got with my engineer, KG. Shout out to KG. And we, 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 we put it together. And we put it out, man. And that's where we're at, bro. It literally is God. People ask me, what's the inspiration? Or how did you come up with this? Like, man, it's, I can't take no credit, bro. It's God, man. You know what I'm saying? For real. So what can we expect next from you? I mean, this holy track is crazy. Are you working yeah. on the project? Yeah, so we, we, we're we working on a strategy. We got a strategy that we're just going to be rolling out singles this year. You know what I'm saying? The next one's going to be a banger, man. I'm going to just let y'all know it's going to be it's going to be some 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 married couples, uh, uh, some kids being born off of this one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like this next one is going to be for real, like true to the roots, R&B, good love making music for the kingdom. You know what I'm saying? So I'm super excited because I don't think I've heard anything uh, like this one. So I'm excited to get this one out and see what God's going to do with it. But it's going to be, you're going to start seeing singles coming out until we get to uh, through this year um, and work through this strategy for sure. Can we expect any collaborations? Are you looking to work with uh, any artists? I'm always working, but at the same time, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to be led. You feel me? Like, I, again, um, just because you're a gospel artist, got to try to spirit by the spirit you know what i'm saying i ain't trying to say nothing about nobody i'm just saying like this kingdom thing is so real to me that i gotta be led in everything i do every every even this interview like god is this what you want me to do like you know what i'm saying i you know i gotta be led so i'm i'm willing to work wherever the holy spirit leads me you know what i'm saying but it's gotta be led for sure so let's have some fun man um i, I definitely uh <laughs> i got some <laughs> ideas who i think you're gonna pick but i i, I yeah. want to hear if you could uh form a super group you could only pick two artists um, to form a group, you of course you still the lead singer mm -hmm. from uh, any genre of music, dead or alive. What two artists you picking to join your super group? Oh, I don't know if y'all know them. You know, say I I, 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 I don't know if you would know these people. But, uh, just for just for 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 mainstream, I would say um, it would have to be number one would be Wanye from Boys to Men mm. um, for sure, and then uh, I, I think the, the the third one I would say. Um, it would have to probably be something like a like a like a tank or something like that. You know, what I'm saying like I would I would throw tank in there, um, for sure. But those those two would be you know those are some of my like 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 uh, solo artists that I that I really like. But I would definitely go with them. Listen, both of those that you you name, um, they they have been very vocal that they're yeah. believers. They they talk about their spirituality within yeah. their music and certain songs too as well. So yeah. I know that will be a, a certified banger. So maybe, hey, listen, maybe God to make that happen in, yeah, in, we'll in the future. <laughs> listen, <laughs> we'll uh, we appreciate you, John. Man, can you yeah. tell the people how they can connect with you? Follow you on all your social media platforms, and please introduce your latest single. Yeah, for sure. So you can follow me on at, on Instagram and Facebook at John Heath Jr. Um, John Heath Jr. VIP is my website, my official website. So go holler at me there. Um, this is my new single, my new record, Holy. Um, I'm super excited. Just want to let the world know that Holy looks good on you. You know what I'm saying? It truly do. <laughs> for sure. So I appreciate y'all rocking with me. 
for show. Keep it locked. You tuned into the fix. You know the fix is in. Holy Culture Radio is operated by the CoreLink Solution, a 501c ministry dedicated to empowering people to reach their potential. If you feel led to contribute to this mission, visit www.holyculture.net slash donations. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble, you tap back into the fix right here on Holy Culture Radio. It's time for our Real Talk Conversation. And uh, today's Real Talk Dice, I don't know, they might, uh, you know. There might be some people that don't uh, don't like us too much, but we're gonna uh, we're gonna talk about it a little bit. I think this is about? a conversation. Well, we we need to talk about how we speak to each other, the importance oh, of understanding how we speak to each other. When you talk mm-hmm. about respect, when you talk about um, loving communication, that's a good way of putting it. Loving communication, Jesus mm-hmm. loving communication. Because let, let, let me clear that up because I know some of y'all got some uh, some different ideologies on what loving looks like. Um, I'm, I'm all for, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, having hard conversations, but still it needs to be in love. So yeah, I, I saw this topic, uh, dice. I thought this topic would be a good one for us to talk about mm-hmm. and just share not only our experiences, but also just the journey of communication. Um, yeah. for me, I, I, I want to start, of course, you know, I, I have to go back to childhood. I think, um, if okay. you don't go back to your childhood and how you were taught when you talk about communicating, when you when when you saw your like the first examples of what respect looked like from a communication mm. standpoint, mm. you know I think there were times. Um, for the most part, I, I would say my parents did a great job. Uh, Shouts mm-hmm. out to y'all! I know y'all looking down from heaven. Both of my parents are in heaven now, and um, I, I was able to have these conversations with them before they went to heaven too, as well. Um, just on you know how they raised uh, us, me and my siblings. You know, mm-hmm. when it came from a communication standpoint, I used to always ask my dad, I said, Dad, why did you always put like the fear of God in us? Because like, let's be very mm-hmm. clear. Anytime we did anything or anytime we maybe wanted something or, you know, we were reserved to go ask our dad. We would go ask our mom first just because, yeah, dad had put that fear in us. Like, no, nah, you, 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 yeah, you already know. Yeah, I ain't got no money for that. Don't, don't come here with that, that foolishness. Yeah, them grades better be together. So I would I was I asked him. I was like, Pops. <laughs> yeah. No, I did. I got a chance to ask him. I was like, Pops, why did you why did you, you know, put that fear in us like that? He was like, Cause I, I needed y'all to understand that there's two sides of it. And and, and this yeah. blessed my life. I promise you this blessed my life. He was like, You need to understand that was my role, that's my position. You guys needed to understand yeah. the sternness. Uh, you guys need to understood need to understand that you know you see dad go every day walk out that door go to work come back mm. to provide what what mm. and what that really looked like and then also he, he he the biggest thing especially for me and my brother he was like yeah man ain't soft and and that's all he knew he was like no no men don't have the opportunity to be soft mm. uh mm-hmm. i understand later now that that was toxic but but for what he knew he knew that man needed to be firm. They needed to be protectors and providers mm-hmm. for the household. And that's all he was focused on. As long as mm-hmm. he did those three, those like his big three, as long as he yeah. did those three, he was satisfied. But in some of those conversations, as he was raising us, this is what the, the this is where the real talk comes in. Um, mm-hmm. At times, um, it really impacted um, my, my siblings and I, you know, when he would, you know, uh, you know, have hard, hard words with us. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we may have we may have done something wrong. Maybe we didn't do mm-hmm. well in school and maybe got a bad mark or, you know, mm-hmm. we misbehaving out there. Just, you know, young adolescents learning how to see what we can get away with, you know, smelling ourselves a little bit. 
yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It would be hard conversations when we got back home when pops came home from from work. Let's be very clear. And mm-hmm. I would argue that some of that, I, my, my dad didn't know how to. Unfortunately, because he he was such a man man, he didn't know how to sometimes approach the conversation in a loving way, if that makes sense, where it wasn't like a tough love. Let's be very clear. It was still love. So I'm, 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 I ain't going to say that. He always loved us. He, he would give his life for us. Let's be very clear. But it was always tough love. Like you could see the steam coming from his head when he, when he, when he come up the steps. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, it's, it's funny. So my dad, same, same way. Like he was the last person you wanted to talk to. If you got in trouble at school, at church, or your mama, your aunt, your, you at your grandma's house. Listen, you can tell my mom all day what I did. But when you go to tell my dad, at the man who leaves before the sun comes up and comes home after the sun goes down. But I kind of liked growing up like that. Like, like for me, I don't know. I'm a shoot from the hip. You know, like I'm not, I'm not the normal chick. I'm not the cry, cry baby. I was the tomboy out in the tree. So, so for me, when my dad is like, why are you jumping off the roof? You know, like I'm, you know, I'm just, you know, cause I'm out here in these streets. Like he, you know, he designed, he has four girls, but all the girls are tough. Like it's a problem. It don't matter if it's a dude, you do not want to fight. Like, like I'm, all my little sisters are bigger than me. My dad is six foot four. Like we, we what are we talking about? Like all my uncles are big. Like this is, so they taught us. To be very no nonsense, very mm-hmm. protective. And I'll be real with you, focus. If I didn't have somebody who, when I was out of pocket, would really just shut me down or, or cuss me from the east to the west, it was almost like I wouldn't have been able to gauge where I should have been. You know, like like you know, because I was one of those kids where you gonna have to, <laughs> you know, good luck slowing me down because I'm just going through the wall. So. I love when you talk about your dad. I love it because I'm thinking like, ooh, that's sexy. Like, like for me, I told my husband when I met him, I was like, I need a man. I'm kind of scared of. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the draw for me. Like, you know, I don't want to be with some. I don't want to because I'm aggressive. So I don't need to be with a man who I can run over. I need to be afraid that you might roll up on me if I say something sideways. Like, I, I don't know. It's just a, mm. it's a vibe. And it's not that you're gonna do anything to me, but it just lets me know I'm not gonna just be able to run over you. Like women have a. I'll be I'll be real with you. It doesn't matter how tough. How strong if a, if a girl works out or if she don't for a, if you if you're a girl and you really like men you want a little bit of edge you, like you you want that little zone where you know oh girl i can't push it you know i can't swipe that credit card at the louis store he you know what i'm saying like he gonna be going crazy when i go like you need that you need that edge you need basically you need that that guardrail that god gives you kind of like okay have fun out there but trust me sis if you go a little too far you know when you get home you're gonna have to answer for that you know <laughs> like it's a, it's a, it's attractive i i mean i'm not even gonna lie there ain't no woman could come on the show and be like no nah, i want a man i could just run over ain't nobody gonna come on the show and tell you that because it's not a vibe it's not a vibe it's not a thing so but look let, let i don't want to get too sidetracked i just wanted you to i'm like yeah i hear you tell these stories but i'm like that's how i grew up like like i grew up that way so having a powerful person who was a man who took care of the house who had little to say, but when he said it, you you knew he meant it. Like that was that's 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 what's up, you know? <laughs> that's what's mm. up for me. Now we do miss the communication piece, like you know, where when I have emotional things I need to talk about, if you don't want to open up, that's a challenge, you know. And I think that older age, I think anybody born probably like in the forties, fifties or sixties, there was that time where 
talking and communicating, it's like you couldn't do it. You know, like for some reason, I don't know why they couldn't do it, but it's like they were not allowed to display emotion. You know, it was like they had to have this like. Um, that was a that was a form of weakness. That was a form of weakness. Let's be very clear. Yeah. And, and that's how my dad yeah. felt. He, if he did do any emotional like crying or relief, we ne- I promise you, I never saw. I didn't. Even, I don't right. even think he cried at funerals. Um, <laughs> I'm just being honest. I, I, I mean, I'm just thinking about it now. Like him and my uncles, I don't, I don't think they cried at their mama I don't funeral. Think they my, cried. No. Let me think about I think this. It was, I'm serious. Yeah. I'm serious too. <laughs> I mean, I can't really sit here and. I don't. Th- I don't think I've ever really seen my dad cry. Like he, I, I know he's got emotional. Yeah. But I, I mean, he's. But but back in the day, and that's sad to say, but the men did have to have a, a, a like this presence of yeah, we will not be moved. You know what I'm saying? Like no matter what's going on right now, like we're not going to be moved. And I mean, I know men have emotions, but um, you know, I mean, communication now is very different between you know me and my father. We obviously even the girls like. He's way more open now in his older age than when he was younger. Younger, it was like, you know, if I rolled through there with the strap, ain't going to be much talking. Like, because I'm just like, I don't want to talk about nothing. Like, I'm, I, y'all, you know what I'm saying? I'm here to handle the situation. <laughs> mm-hmm. But now, now he's a little more in tune with his emotions. You know, he can communicate differently. But I think it was just to... I think it's hard to be supportive. You know, that's what it was for our for our parents and our we're very different. Our our kids now we talk about everything and that and that's intentional. Like, hey, I don't want to hear that you done with the therapy, but you ain't talked to me about that first. Like, let's try to hash it out here first, and if we can't, then we'll roll on the therapy if you need it, and we're fine with that, and we'll go with you or not. It depends. You know, what I'm saying like we're very very open to their emotions and how they feel, and because what we learned is everybody's experience is different. You know. Yes. Um, everybody's experience is different. So you could have four kids in the house and I'm giving you our example. We communicate at the dinner table and say the same exact thing. And then they walk away and they all heard four different stories. Yes. They're just like, what? They you process said, it differently. Yes. What? You know, like, I just said, you know, and they all had, they all, they, they have their different versions of how they eat, you know? And I don't know if we talk about that during communication, like, yeah, you could go in there and say, I need everybody to clean their room. And then that gets registered differently. One person, that means I'm going to take my dishes downstairs. One person, that means I'm going to throw everything under the bed and in the closet. One person, that means I'm going to wash my sheets and my linen and my clothes. One person, that means I'm going to clean my whole room. Because they all have their own idea of what that means. So, um, you know. That's real. No, that's real. And, and I think that's that's something that you're right. You, you have to learn. And that's the beauty of uh, and understand yeah. it. But I, 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 I would ask, you know, especially now, because absolutely we, we brought up our parents, uh, our dad mm-hmm. specifically with yeah. them um, understanding how to try to speak in love. That's all they know was tough love. But if you come, yeah. like you said, now, 2023, mm-hmm. um, you know, something that God showed me. And I promise you, I, I got whooped plenty of times because I didn't want to submit to this. He, he, mm-hmm. he, he was showing me when he was speaking specifically about love. And understanding how to love thy neighbor, understanding how to love your wife, understanding how mm-hmm. to love your children, even when you don't agree with them, even when yeah. they've done something to you. He mm-hmm. was showing me the process of responding back to somebody who has hurt you. Mm-hmm. And I would argue, mm-hmm. Dice, that is a tough one. Let's be very clear. That is a very tough one. How do you love or have a loving conversation 
with somebody who you feel has hurt you? Well, I mean, the Bible lays out a million scriptures on this. Luke 21, 15. I will give you the right words and such wisdom, you know, when it, when you need to reply. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's he's already said this, you know, don't worry about how to respond. God will give you the right word to say at the right time. Matthew 10 and 19. So if we as Christians, if we're in the spirit, if we're walking, if we're being led by the spirit, when it's time to have those tough conversations or it's time to, you know, be like, okay, you know, like we got the guidelines of how we're supposed to approach it. Uh, Colossians 4 and 6, let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you have the right response for everyone. So even in Colossians 4, 6, it lets you know every response that people give you, it's not going to be the same. You know, like these conversations that you're having, people are going to respond to you very differently, but you need to be tapped in. Um, you need to be prayed up. Uh, Psalm 141.3, set a guard over my mouth, Lord. You know, keep a watch over the door of my lips. So like before you get ready to even enter into a conversation, we should be in our word. We should be praying mm -hmm. and, ask, and asking God to say what we need to say and asking for God to guard our heart when it's time to hear the response. Because in communication, this is a big part of communication. A lot of times it isn't what we say is how we say it. Yes. You know, like our heart, our hearts will be in the right place. But here's the thing. It needs to come out so the other person can receive it. And honestly, the way that that usually happens is we ask God to give us the words to say, because if we use our own words, you know, the person is just identifying with us. But if we ask God to give us the words, then when we say it, it connects with their heart differently. Like they'd be like, oh, I know that was from God, you know. So, it's funny you. I mean, it's funny you brought that back. Brought that up. Uh, it's not what you say. It's you say because it. um, you know I, I can speak now. Once again, I, I got to go back to my childhood. I, I, I knew go the ahead. temperature. We knew the temperature. Let's be very clear. Um, yeah. My siblings and I. We knew the temperature of the house when yeah. we walked in the house. And if my mama said something, mm. and she 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 tweaked her voice just a little bit, we knew. Oh, it was about to be an argument. Let's be, let's be very clear. No, no, no. You and Dice don't act don't 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 act funny over there because you 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 are a lady too, and you you know I already know. I, I li listen. I love my wife too as well. We know how y'all can change that temperature quick, zero to ten. Let's be very clear. Like it changes in an instance. Like and me and my siblings knew we had to go upstairs because mom and daddy about to have a heated conversation and uh, we yeah. might not want to be around there because yeah, listen, listen, my, 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 my little sister, she, uh, she, she learned the hard way. See, she used to be trying to be eavesdropping and uh, listening oh. into, you know, grown folk business. And then what would happen is mom and daddy a catch. And then uh, yeah, last week you did such and such. You mess around getting trouble for something you ain't did because they are upset at each other. So they gonna take that out. So me and my other sister knew, no, no, we going upstairs, we're going yeah, in our rooms. Man. Listen, we ain't even had no homework. We was faking like we was doing homework. <laughs> you know, you know, you sit in your room, you on your bed. I, I just got my Thank my textbook you over and no like listen, I ain't even had no homework. I'm faking like just in case because they're coming upstairs afterwards. So you ain't wanna you ain't wanna be in that smoke. You wanna make sure your room was clean, everything was good because yeah they taking it out on you so yes uh that that when you talk about it's not what you say it's how you say it absolutely yeah. um that was something yeah. else when you talk about speaking to uh, to each other in love with respect that's a real thing let's be very clear and i and i would argue right now a lot of communication within marriages are sideways because people yeah we, we, we talk to each other out of pocket let's be very clear yeah yeah god ain't tell you to cuss your husband out god ain't tell you to, to cuss your wife out that ain't from god 
when you when you talk disrespectful mm-hmm. to your wife and your husband like that god did not tell you I'm to do still, that i'm still trying to figure out who gets to do this i'll be honest with you oh don't don't, don't I, come on my, we've never we've never and here's the thing i'll be i'm gonna be a thousand respect was a huge thing in my household so you okay. couldn't just like and here and I, I and on God, like to this day, I've never heard my father say a bad word about my mom. And I know she has had some trifling moments. We've gone through a lot of stress. He's always been very, you know, he never like throwing the words at her. You know what I mean? And and this is same and it's the same thing for my mom. But if you wasn't a part of the family and you did some sideways, like they will put words together I've never heard before. <laughs> what you know what right. I'm saying? like put them words together you like good god almighty like like you can get it you can get it and so i have learned like i don't know it's almost a art form i think in our culture uh to cut somebody out because here's the deal it is it is i say that i say this all the time we're very loving and i can only speak for black people we're very very loving we're very gracious we give you a lot of room but here's the deal we're very observant so we know where you're failing. We know the things you've done wrong. And we are kind of counting some things that you've been doing. Now, we keep giving you a pass and a pass and a pass. But as soon as you get get us in a, in a, in a certain spot, oh, we just firing off. And, and it's going to hurt you. Your feelings, your feelings are going to be hurt. Uh, we don't know if you're gonna recover. You probably gonna have to go to counseling, but you earned it. Like by the time, by the time we give it, you earned. Like I tell the kids this all the time. Tell my tell my husband this all the time. By the time Ooh. I really hurt your feelings, it's because you've earned it. Like I've been holding this back. Like you just gave an example. Like you know, you come in the house. Oh yeah, last week you yeah because your mom or dad gave you a pass. But yes. when I'm irritated and I'm pushed to the edge, now I'm about to, I'm setting fire to the whole house because yes. I'm, I'm tired. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. No. So we, we're loving and gracious, but listen, yeah, everybody going to get it. Everybody can get whoever's in the vicinity, you know what I'm saying? So please get out the way. But <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm just saying like communication, it's uh it's a big deal because some people do get their feelings hurt. Like things that have been said to you at a young age, if you never worked that out with God, it can affect you in your older age. And we've dealt with that over here. Like we've even had to go back and shut some things down because the enemy will be like, he'll paint a picture in somebody else's heart. Like, no, this is what happened. Like, um, you know, we've, we've heard one or two of our kids be like, yeah, and I said this to whoop, whoop, whoop. Like we had to sit them down and be like, no, you didn't. That's not how that went. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like what had happened was we were having a, a communication. We were talking and I said this and you said that, but that don't mean nothing. Like communication. And this is, we learned this in uh, marriage counseling. After you communicate, you need to say, well, this is what I heard you say. Yes. So after after the communication, you say, okay, so this is what I hear you say. I heard you say that you feel like I don't listen to you. I heard you and I don't want us to have that type of relationship. So I am going to say I'm listening every time I'm listening, you know, so that you're queued up that I'm, list, I'm listening and I'm going to listen. I'm not going to listen to respond. I'm just going to listen. So it's like you got to learn how to communicate. I think as you get older, you learn these little tips and tricks and it's not just this you know kitchen better be clean when i get home like you know what i'm saying like it's more like hey i got family or i got friends coming over could you mind checking the dishes in the trash make sure everything clean before i get there you know like you got to grow into these things you know and the way that you were raised is going to be different than the way that you live you know and you just find that delicate balance yeah. find the balance find the balance so 
Listen, anyway. listen, fi- fi- find Jesus. That's what you need to find. The, <laughs> the balance is Jesus. Let's be very clear because I'm you can, you can't do it in your own power. Your own power going, like <laughs> you said, Dice, cuss, cuss, cuss your spouse yeah. out, cuss your children out, cuss your coworker out. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 out. That, that, yeah, everybody get cussed out. So when you talk about <laughs> respecting each other and speaking to each other, and then the mm-hmm. other element to a Dice, I mean, from a biblical standpoint, God says you're oh. supposed to turn the other cheek. So even for the one I mean, who's done you wrong, you're not vengeance is his says the lord not yours so really you ain't supposed to be setting that fire on everything in the household yeah you know uh, you know really you're really supposed to be you know cool going seeking god for prayer i know and listen i fall short to it too i ain't saying i'm doing it but i'm just saying from a biblical standpoint that's what god said god said you should be going and seeking him in prayer yeah. when you're frustrated to that level you should not be uh speaking back to your kids your spouses your neighbors your co-workers if it's not in love remember life and death yeah. is in the power of the tongue we talk about it all the time yeah. but do we do do we submit to that let's be very, do we submit to it myself included once again i ain't perfect over here then let's get it very clear i fall short all the time on this but i'm just saying from a biblical standpoint <laughs> that should be the goal no let's be very clear but that should be the goal dice so we talk about you know jesus christ is the example and what are the what are the goals you should be reaching for you should be reaching mm. to start speaking in love start making sure you think about what you say before you say it, not just go on a tantrum and da 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 da. No, 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 no. Wisdom says think, think about it and have discernment well, before a, you say it. Absolutely, and Book of Proverbs is all about wisdom. And I think I already quoted a couple of scriptures out of uh, the Book of Proverbs. But watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut, and hey, you will stay out of trouble. That's Proverbs twenty one and twenty three. Uh, Proverbs thirteen and three says, "Those who control their tongue will have a long life." opening your mouth at times can ruin everything and for those of us who've been in arguments or disagreements or lost business deals or kids got pushed away because we said the wrong thing proverbs already said hey you need to tap in with the holy ghost before you open your mouth and then i'm going to give you the words to say so wait for me you know what i'm saying go ahead Listen, that's it. Listen, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble, enough said. We got to go to a break. We're coming back with closing thoughts. Uh, we yeah. talked about speaking to each other that we love today. Keep it locked. You're tuned into The Fix. And Fix is in. Welcome back, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into The Fix right here on Holy Culture Radio. And um, wow, Dice, it's been fun, but we got to run, huh? Mm, <laughs> At that time. It was a good, it was a good uh, talk, you know. Um, hopefully um, the listeners got something out of that. I mean, even just hearing it again, I got something out of it. Um, it's it's a this is a fun subject, but it's a tough subject to kind of listen to and take in again because there's a you know we want to have fun in life, but then as a Christian, you know there are some things that you know we should stop saying or shouldn't say. And, you know we know power of life and death is in the tongue, so this is a huge part of our walk with Christ is what we say to people, how we say people, how we say or how we encourage people, what we say to people, how we do that or how we uh, condemn people or tear them down. And, you know, that's something that we uh, know we have to repent for. So I don't know, man. Now that's good. That. Mm-hmm. That's good. And, and I think too, as well, even in your response back, you know, um, being able to understand maybe, you know, when you're talking with somebody who's hurt or dealing with some type of grief or whatever it may be, or just they can just be flat out disrespectful. Um, you still have to make um, 
your mind up that you're going to speak back to them in love or maybe walk away, you know, instead yeah. of, uh, you know, going, I always say it, it takes two people to argue, especially when you get in that heated conversations. So, you know, you can sit there and you can continue to be, go back and forth on these disrespectful comments back and forth, or you can let leave that person there and, 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 and just, uh, you know, understand maybe they venting, understand maybe they frustrated, or maybe understand that you guys are going to agree to disagree and, and uh, maybe you can't be around that person because unfortunately, yeah, every time you're around that person, maybe they're saying stuff disrespectful or you get into a spirit um, to where you're saying something disrespectful. So yeah, that, the, the, the accountability piece, and that's what we talk about a lot of times is hold yourself 1% accountable to what your actions are in this conversation because you can, you can control what you you say. You can't control what others say. Absolutely. You, you would like to in a perfect world. We would like to, but you can't control what other people say, especially grown adults. Stop playing. You can't control what they say, but you can control how you respond back and what you say back. So just hold yourself accountable. If this is a person, you know, every time you come around them, it's going to be some rah-rah or they're going to be disrespecting. No, no, maybe not go around them, you know, as much, you know, especially when you talk about family. I have family that I love dear Harley and they call me and they really need me. I'm coming. But I also know too, as well, some conversations I can't have with them because we're going to get into an argument. So why even allow for myself to get in an argument with them when there's no love in that? It's, that's not going to be edifying. That doesn't show God off at all. It actually shows the enemy off because yeah, mm -hmm. now, you know, that old person inside of you uh, might rage up a little bit and you say something out of pocket. And then to, to Dice's point, she says it all the time that affects your witness. Because they're always looking to see how we react uh, in these hard situations. So yeah, that that, that was a that was a good conversation today. Listen, yeah. I want to shout out I want to shout out my brother John Heap Junior Dice. Um, mm -hmm. I enjoyed this interview, and when I say um, <laughs> if you didn't hear it, you you definitely want to hit rewind. Um, if you're listening right now, but if not, you you definitely want to tap into holyculture.net. Uh, tomorrow morning for the replay because we shared a lot uh, we had a lot in common and we shared a lot of life experiences on how what God has showed us you know mm -hmm. we talked about you know uh, when we were struggling with smoking and God was showing and revealing us you know what smoking looked like not only for the body but also how he saw it especially when you talk about the stuff we were smoking because <laughs> it, it, yeah, it took you out of your mind frame it, you, you, you couldn't say that you could think clearly when you high to the level that we were getting high on. So it was fun mm -hmm. to have a conversation with somebody, you know, who, you know, used to get fried all the time, just <laughs> like me. <laughs> and um, just in general, his journey of uh, being able to understand that God had called him to something different. Listen, he was working a corporate job, making a good living. And God had told him to go and uh, yeah, do music, but not only do music, mm -hmm. um, stop doing the regular R&B music that you're doing and start mm -hmm. making some R&B that Christian believers can receive and can uh, and be able to vibe to and, mm -hmm. and be ministered to. Let's be very clear. So I'm I'm yeah. I'm so grateful that uh, this brother is doing it. If you haven't heard his latest track, it's called Holy. That thing um, is out right now. And when I tell you, yeah, yeah. I don't, you listen, I, I don't, I don't want to say it's a, a sexual spirit over it, but I, I'm, I'm going to just be 100. The singles, I don't know if y'all ready to listen to this yet. Wait, wait, yeah. just wait, just wait. Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm putting the disclaimer out there, Dice. I don't listen. I, I didn't heard the track about 20 times, non Dice, and me and my wife riding in the car, vibing and looking at each other. You know, I say, you know, you know, you look at your spouse, you know, just look. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> I mean, I, and I'm not, I'm, I'm going to spend like 30 seconds on this. Uh, I think it should be, we should be making the most uh, sexiest music ever. I mean, the guy we serve is the guy who created life. And the only way that life is created on this earth is through some old uh, fun stuff called uh, intercourse. So 
I mean, I'm not, I don't think Jesus is mad. I think Jesus would be like, yeah, why don't y'all make more music to create those more intimate moments amongst yourselves? You know, it doesn't have to be this, you know, other type of, uh, nasty, you know, disgusting music that is just, you know, just horrible for your spirit. Like, why not have something, um, Bible based, but definitely that encourages good relationship and good relations. I mean, I think, you know, I, and I've always said this. I always thought a men of God are like the sexiest thing on earth. Like, I mean, it's just different. Like, like you could, if you, especially for singles and singles, they, they notice. That's why at church, they, the mothers, they know when the single women come up in the church, they gotta, they gotta just, you know, put them on lock. Cause the, the brothers in there, like the brothers are like, they need to watch out. You know what I'm saying? Like for real. I mean, cause it's different. It's the ninth. It's like the, the man aspect and then the godly aspect. And when you put them two together, ain't that sexy. It's just, it is what it is. So I, I appreciate songs like, uh, holy, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's fire. And we listen to that song too over here. And it's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful song. Like you said, focus, you can mix it in with some other nice smooth songs. And it's just like, thank you, God. You know, like, I'd rather get that type of music from men and women of God who understand what I'm going through and understand about Christ and understand about relationship and understand that God really loves marriage, you know? So, anywho, uh, I wanted to bring this up. Um, you guys, make sure you're praying for mental health. We talk about it all the time on the show. Mental health is super important. We had another shooting yesterday in Louisville, Kentucky at Old National Bank downtown. And uh, our prayers go out to the families once again. Um, it's... It's unfortunate. Uh, we do have, and I don't. I don't think some people actually know. There are a few states that do require um, training, basic firearms training, and they provide uh, intervention education and to the gun gun owners. And they are required to take these classes and courses and actually go through a full live demonstration of self defense and things like that, uh, bystander training, the whole nine. And we only have nine states that have adopted this policy so far. Washington, Oregon, California, Hawaii, uh, Maryland, New Jersey, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, and Connecticut. So all these are the states, people are, they are able to just go buy firearms without actually having to take classes. And so what happens during these classes, and this is why we gotta be in touch with our communities and know our, uh, our, you know, our governors and things like that. Like who are, who's pushing these laws? Because here's the thing, guns aren't going away. They're gonna keep making guns. They make money and people protect their space, which everybody has the right to do that. But you do have states that are saying, if we can get the gun owners and classes, that gives us time to teach them one, but also we're able to assess who's trying to come in here and just go buy a gun today and then go shoot up somebody tomorrow. You know, like, so there's this space in there. They have to walk through and prove themselves like, okay, you know, worthy. And and, and people also get observed mentally. So that's what I'm saying. Like, we need to make sure if your state isn't one of these nine states you need to figure out how do we get this policy where a gun owner has to go through this training in order to purchase a gun because this is the to me this is the best way that we can start to prevent people just from buying a weapon every day because hmm. because now now you red flagging like you was here yesterday what are we talking about you know you still got to take your classes before we let you have that gun why are you buying two guns you know so it's like it, it there's a process that has been put into place in america but we're not we're not pushing the rest of the states to get into it. So, and, and like I said, it, it, you got a mental health record uh, thing in there as well. You know what I'm saying? You have to get these boxes checked. So sorry to Louisville, four killed, nine injured. Um, 
a couple of them are the governor's good friends. And it's unfortunate, um, but we're praying for Louisville. But we have to work on mental health. Like I said before, guns don't kill people. People kill people. And that's the truth. As hard as it is to hear, it's the truth. Somebody mm-hmm. not thinking or not in their right mindset, you know, not respecting the law, not respecting other people's life. Somebody that they're off mentally, um, you know, commits these crimes. So we got to work on that. Yeah, we do got to work on that. And, and, and you're right. It's going to take everybody uh, getting on the same page. We know uh, it starts uh, at our government. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, you know, of course, at the local um, level, too, as well. Um, but yeah, we, 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 we need to, we need to, yeah, we got to get involved. Yeah. And this is this community meetings. What do you yes. mean? You know yes. what I'm saying? Who, who's yes. your governors, your senators, your mayors? Like, we, we got to stop making excuses. And, uh, you know, us as color folk, we do, we do this real well. We let stuff happen and then blame somebody. But it's like, I could go down my block right now and, and pick all of us and say, well, who's the senator? Who's the governor? Who's the mayor? Who's on the board? And they can't tell me. You know what I'm saying? So, um, shout out to Naperville because y'all know y'all be having meetings regularly. <laughs> but they can tell Maybe knocking on your door, bro. Like, hey, huh, so we're meeting at the uh, Greek church down the street. Like, like they're just like, you better get involved. You out here paying these taxes. You better know what your money's going towards and who your money's supporting. Like, they come from that angle. Like, get involved in your community. It's important. No, it's very important. And, and I love the fact that you, you brought that up when you talk about community involvement and just knowing who, even like you said, even if you don't know on the state level, you should know on, who's on your local city council. Yeah, yeah, your local level, you know, you need to know your mayor, your city council yeah. president and everybody. You should be involved at your local school system right. where you pay taxes, mm-hmm. whether you have kids or not. Or you not. should know what's going on. So what y'all buying these kids? Yeah. What's that money go to? Where that, mm-hmm. Where's all that money? We pay how much? Huh? Okay, so what y'all build last year? You know what I'm saying? How did these kids get grants or scholarship? Like, like who's paying for the uniforms? Because we sent y'all a lot of money. You know, so I mean, it, it matters, and um, we we can get better at that. We can get better at that as a community. Absolutely. Yeah. L- listen, go out and be great today, kings and queens. We appreciate you guys waking up with us this morning. Um, let's go out and show the love of Christ today. Let's make sure we're loving on people because that's what God will want us to do. Mm-hmm. Listen, um, you know, if you can bless somebody today, bless somebody. Um, yeah. I speak all the time on, you know, those, those random little souls sewing sewing into somebody who may be, you know, influential to you or maybe, you know, you see somewhere you want to go or just blessing somebody who needs it yeah. with no questions asked. Um, you know, it's okay. You know, if you if you're on your way going to buy some coffee, yeah, buy the person behind you some coffee or whatever they're getting or their gas today this morning. Why not? Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. step on up, you know, and just, and just walk away. So I just wanted to bless you this morning. God told me to bless you. That's all. Yeah, so yeah, let's, let's get better at blessing and showing off God better. Um, mm-hmm. once again, no one's perfect, but let's let's get better at it. That's the goal. Let's get better each and every day. So listen, until tomorrow, um, yeah. you know, remember to stay focused on turning your negative into a positive. Yeah. Jesus Christ is always the answer. Kingdom advancement should always be the goal. The Uh fix is in. We out. Peace, y'all.